This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shot First. Joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. Happy New Year, guys. Yep. Happy New Year. Happy New Decade. Happy something millennium. Yep. Welcome to the 20s. <laughs> the Horn 20s. Yeah. Jeebus H. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, this week we're talking about The World's End. Yeah, we are. Mm-hmm. This movie came out in 2013, directed by Edgar Wright, written by Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg, starring Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, Martin Freeman, and others. Are these other people, do you guys know, besides like the... Yeah, Mar- uh, Eddie Marsden, um, the, one of the two Andes from Hot Fuzz. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, of course, Rosamund Pike. Yeah. Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, the bros. And I've spit the guy from Game of Thrones. Oh, Vampire Eric. What? No, the um Red Wedding. Yeah, old Red man. Wedding guy. Right, that guy, but also Vampire Eric. Oh yeah. Skarsgard. He was in this? Yeah. He wasn't in Game of Thrones. <laughs> no, so I keep so I keep saying Vampire Eric. <laughs> Sookie Stockhouse. All right. Okay. Uh, this movie was recommended by me, even though I've never seen it before. This just gave me an excuse to watch it. Uh, and drink beer. Part. Hey, you give me shit for a boy and his dog on my list. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, this is part of the uh, Ice Cream Trilogy, or whatever you guys call it. The Blood and Ice Cream or the Cornetto Trilogy, depending on... Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys can talk more about this British shit later. But... Um, it's my first time watching it. It's blood and ice cream is universal. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, so I've seen the first two, actually. Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz. This is it. So that's it with me. Scott, you go. <laughs> so I saw this in theater, theaters with great anticipation because I'm a huge Edgar Wright fan. Uh, yeah. You know, I w- wasn't disappointed. Um, not my favorite of the three, or my least favorite of the three. I'll, I'll get that out of the way now. Uh, Wait, it's not your least favorite, or it is your least favorite? It is of the three. It it would be... Maybe we'll talk more about that later, but... uh, Okay. uh, But yeah, I still still really enjoyed this. Um, There's just something about Edgar Wright's movies that that make them eminently watchable. Uh, So yeah, saw this with... I might have seen it with Alex, I don't remember. Uh, But... uh, I don't think so. Yeah. At at any rate... uh, Yeah, I haven't seen it maybe once in between. So I'm glad uh, I got to sit down and watch this again. All right. And Alex? I actually saw this. Uh, I believe I borrowed it from somebody, like from one of my friends at work. Uh, just because I wanted to finish the trilogy. I'd seen the other two movies, and I really liked them. And, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed this movie. All right. Well, let's dive into it. As usual, we're each going to talk about seven items from the movie. Um, I will go first. Um 
And I will start off the bat. Right off the bat, I thought this movie was pretty boring the first half, and what the fuck the second half. And I, yeah, it's still my least favorite of the trilogy. I didn't what does hate that it. Even mean, what the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> WTF? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, some good uh, jokes. Yeah, yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. When he goes, "Oh, right," when he says it, what the fuck? And he goes, "Oh, I get it." <laughs> no, because the other guy comes in from the the stall and goes, "What the fuck?" He's like, "Oh, okay, that makes sense." Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Anyway, I, I, this is my <laughs> least favorite of the trilogy. Um, I'll have to watch it again. Like the other two, I've seen a few more times, and like with most of this British stuff, I have to watch it twelve times just to understand what they're saying. <laughs> um, and there was no subtitles for me on this. So yeah, I just I found it pretty boring the first half, and then the second half, I was like, "What the fuck?" And I just I kept expecting something to happen, which I'll get into later, that never happened. So I was just it put me in a weird place. So that's why I need to watch it again with a different expectation. And maybe I like it, but... Different expectations. <laughs> That's my number seven. Al- or Scott, how about you go next? Okay, so... Uh, my number seven is the, the initial premise. The the Golden Mile. Uh, this idyllic town uh, where they're going to hit up all these pubs. Um, it's a little disappointing at first that all the, the pubs all look like... Like they keep making jokes about Starbucks. Uh, but yeah, just which was the style at the time. Yeah, just how they all have some uh, like what, what sounds like uh, a, a good name for a tavern. So this is this is the second or third time that I've seen like all the way through anyway. And I was trying to figure out if there was any like hidden meaning in in the names of any of the the taverns. Like there was a connection with what was going on there. Um, I, I kind of stopped trying to keep track of that, but there's only the real one obvious one at the, at the end, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, I like it. And then they have to basically, it becomes the plot them getting from, from one to the other. Um, I thought it was, a, it was a good framing device for the, for the whole movie. And also I, 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 I have to look at the trivia, but I hope this is kind of like a real thing, like. Maybe one day I could do this. I'd probably only make it to like, I don't know, the fourth or fifth pub. Yeah. (laughs) But I like the idea of it. It's twelve beers at Christmas. Yeah. Well, it's twelve bars. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't that what? Or is it golf? What's the? So so we did bar. We did bar golf. Yeah. Yes. I did. I did make it to all twelve, and I felt horrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I was one of the few. But twelve doesn't make sense for golf, wasn't it? Eighteen or nine or something? So no, we I, I mean, fucking Alex because this was for his birthday. Hey, Alex, <laughs> Alex, Alex wanted to do a full eighteen holes, <laughs> like barely understanding what golf is. By the way, like I don't even know how he knew there was eighteen holes. Uh, what golf is. <laughs> and then we we talked balance. we talked we talked him down. To whatever it was, I think we talked down to half of that, like nine. And by like the fourth place, people just started sloughing off, and it got bad. <laughs> it, <laughs> it got, got real, real bad. bad. Yeah. Is it this or is it a Christmas one where you walked home from Fullerton? Christmas one. <laughs> that was yeah. That was the twelve bars for Christmas. We didn't even make it to. Th- we had like three, and then we were yeah, at a pizza place, and then I got driven home and almost threw up. <laughs> 
All right. Well, Alex, what's your number seven? My number seven is, speaking of drinking, beer looks amazing. I got really thirsty watching yep, this movie. Yep. Yeah, this, right. is, this is rare for me. Oh, I know I know, I know. know you guys are lushes, but I almost never drink uh, when, like, when we're doing the podcast. And uh, I had a couple of beers. <laughs> All right. Yeah. It's like every time they, they poured it in, or especially that last one, just like, oh, lit perfectly. It just looked like the best beer in all of England. <laughs> the sound effect, too. It's like our beer bag sound effect. Yeah. <laughs> We've done that in forever. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, on to my number six. And this is just... It's a, it caught me because we've been saying this for a while and, we, and they stole it from us, but kind of. He says he needs to see a doctor and he goes, yeah, you need to see Dr. Ink. Drink. We say Dr. Unk. Drunk. All the time. And I think they stole it from us. There it is. <laughs> I don't. I don't see how it could be any other. How there could be any other explanation? Yeah, I'm that's, pretty sure. True. Yeah. Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg listened to our group me chats, and that's how they figured it out. Mm-hmm. 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 But anyway, I had never heard anyone else make that joke before, and I'm sure it's frat, frat houses across the country and across the world do it. But whatever, we admit it. I never heard it before, and I thought it was funny. Doctor Ink, Scott, number six. Okay, so. Number six, just like Alex said, the beers. The beers. The beers. Uh, it slows down, too. At first, it's like, go, go, go with the beers, and then, yeah, it starts slowing down, and then he walks into the last place, and there's just, like, the one beer sitting there, and it's backlit like Jesus. And, uh, mm-hmm. yep, basically all the things you said, Alex. It made me want to drink beer. <laughs> and I and I appreciated that. It's pretty good. The I'm other... just thinking about that beer right now. We should have to ship it across our list. Like, tasty beers and movies. You guys have seen... Uh, is it Django? It's yeah. Django Unchained, right? Where um, Christoph Waltz goes to the bar. Yeah, it's with Jamie Foxx. And he's like... He pours a beer and he like cuts off the foam with yeah, the knife. And yeah. Like, oh, it looks so good. <laughs> <laughs> it does. All right. Alex, number six. My number six is the story that Gary King is telling at the beginning with the 90s, like, font and filter and a little bit of the um, editing going on with it. That's fantastic. Going through the names of all his friends, uh, making it sound like he really paints a picture just like, oh, man, that, you know, that reminds me of some of my, you know, younger days and how awesome, you know, you felt invincible. And then it comes to just... A uh, harsh stop when he's like, there, as I said, looking at the sunset, I thought it's never going to get better than this. <laughs> it's like, and it never had. But he was so happy when he was in a circle in his AA meeting. <laughs> and it just got real depressing real fast. <laughs> you just get that guy at the side. just like, oh, do you regret it? What? Not getting to, you know, not doing the 12 pubs? It takes a really long pause. Nah. It's just a fantastic way to set up this movie. Yeah, and his character. Which mm-hmm. leads to my number five is... I I know it's the whole point, but I thought I, I couldn't stand Simon Pegg's character in this movie. Especially the first half. I mean, this movie is two different movies, right? But, like, the first half... and I, You know how, Scott, you don't like when watching, like, Curb Your Enthusiasm or Uncomfortable? Yeah, so That's what yeah. I feel like with this guy. I was like, it's just... 
he's just ruining these people's lives, and uh, it's just they don't. He doesn't. It's, and it's sad, like Alex just said. It's just uh, I just didn't like it. It's and I know that's the whole point. And it's the acting and whatever. It's just yeah, I could be doing better things with my life at this point than watching Simon Pegg act this way. But then the second half kicks in and it turns into whatever this thing turns into, and it, you know <laughs> it, it's not that anymore. So it didn't last the whole movie. But yeah, that first half is just like ugh. You're ruining, you're ruining Nick Frost's life. <laughs> yeah. Let him be. So that's my number five. Scott. Okay. Number five uh, is the robots. Uh, I, I really like what they did here. They're, they're just kind of ceramic, <laughs> basically. Uh, they're very breakable. And yeah, how the, they're pretty frail. Man. Yeah, the limbs keep come, like, come off easily. Uh, how they can keep fighting. Uh, I, I like they used like effectively blue paint for for the blood, but it made like a very like stark uh, like way to replace like any real violence that was going on, uh, or, or I should say any real gore from the violence. Uh, yeah. <laughs> We've got blood on our hands. It looks like ink. We've got ink on our hands. <laughs> yeah, um, and, and just in general, like the robots going around town. You know, how you start to notice that they're, there's something up with them. The, like, the woman with the stroller keeps going by, or that same older couple keeps walking by and giving them the stink eye. Uh, but yeah, just like the the, ro- the, the way they, they came up with the how the robots would, would work in this world, how they, they have the whatever the, that puts people to sleep. I don't even know what the hell it is. I don't really explain it. But, that's, but they explain why they come at them like with their hands up like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Makes them easier to fight off. Uh, but yeah, like, again, I, I I like they after you know so, so many movies like Terminator and The Matrix. Like this is a, a an interesting take on on evil robots. It's a take, all right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Alex, number five. Uh, conversely, right after the '90s intro, I liked <laughs> Gary King going around and. Uh, getting the band back together, so it were um, just going through, seeing how everybody's like life has changed and everything, and how, uh, it, it, like when he was telling these stories at the beginning, it was like rose colored colored glasses and everything, but now they're he's older, everybody's older, and it's like reality starting to set in for the viewer at least, if not for Gary King. So uh, yeah. The wimpy guy still working under the thumb of his dad, and everybody's grown up and got real jobs. Uh, just adding to the to the depression, but it's also I don't know. I thought it was hilarious that the way just Gary Gary acted and he like light his way. It's like here's a six hundred quid. I owe you. He's like, really? Yeah. You borrowed two hundred from me. Yeah. <laughs> you saw it was the same car. Yeah. They yep. they go through that He's whole just, thing, yeah. Just can't get past. It's like it's almost like him not finishing the crawl. Well, maybe I'll get to that later. All right. Yeah. Um, my number four. So it, I think it's the third bar, maybe the fourth bar, where they can't get drinks. I already forgot the reason why. <laughs> because they were banned from the first time they tried it. Oh, that's right. The Golden Mile. Right, and then as we're leaving, <laughs> he he sees the beers left over on a table, and he drinks them. And the way the the camera lingered, I was like, that's kind of weird. 
just drinking random drinks. And then this is what threw me off for the whole movie. And then the very next bar is when they, when you find out about the robots, the, the bathroom with the kids. And then as soon as that happened, I was like, oh, fuck. Someone like, and then right after that is when Nick Frost gives in and starts drinking. Like all that shit just goes crazy from that point. So I thought he got drugged in that beer. There was like somebody had put shit in that beer for some reason and he drank it. And the whole movie was going to be, he was hallucinating the entire time. So in the end, it did it just like oh, then it okay. just played serious the rest of the movie. I was just like, "Wow, did that? Did, are they, is this really gonna?" Happen? And then that's what threw me off for the rest of the movie, where I kept expecting something to happen that didn't happen. Just I don't know, just the way they lingered, the camera lingered on the beers after he drank them, and then as soon as he ha- that happened, is when everything went crazy. And at first, it felt like everything was from his perspective. So I was like, oh, yeah, it's definitely. But then other stuff started happening where he's not in the room. And I'm like, okay, I might be wrong here, but maybe not. And then. <laughs> so anyway, that kind of ruined the movie for me a little bit where I was expecting something. And it wasn't that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There it is. Maybe it's just because it's gross. Maybe. <laughs> maybe I was thinking way too. Obviously, I was thinking too much yeah. about it. But we, we all know. We all have. Current friends that would do that 100%. Jacob? <laughs> Jacob? I mean, he's not the only one. No, he's not the only one. <laughs> I mean, he's the only one that would still do it today. Uh, I don't think... Who no, else I, don't, would do I wouldn't it? do it. Well, you, you don't think Adam would? No. Nah, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> you had to think about it, though. <laughs> I think it was just a lingering shot because it's like, man, I can't get a pub, but there's beer right there. Hmm. It was just something that <laughs> maybe in a moment of weakness we've all thought about. Like, uh, maybe I should. What I, what I was waiting for him to do is to to pour one glass in the other to make sure that he got a pint. Oh, That would have been cool, but they didn't do that. Nope. Just drank all of them. Ruined the whole movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for me. The, the one thing I did appreciate you guys to go back to you guys' beer, the way it looks. The, some of our English listeners, what, what I always forget, because I was in London, and they yeah, they all pour out of a different cask or t- draft system than normal beers, or what we call normal beers. Scott, Bruce. you've been to London, right? Or England? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? How they do that? Like, <laughs> well, it, it's like, so, <laughs> both times I went, I... I was not really able to like dig into the beer scene. So they, they're, they're pulling from the bar on a, like a draft. Like, so I couldn't tell. Okay. That's just weird. Yeah. It's the day. And I had, I had both types when I was there and I was always thought it was cool. Cause that made me feel like I was in jolly old England. <laughs> I, I, I will say I did get to go to, uh, the, the, the St. James, the Dublin brewery or the, the Guinness brewery. Okay. And they let you like, they go, they go through this whole like touristy thing where you get to like, pour your own beer and uh like they teach you how you're supposed to do it and um and then you get to drink it and god damn it wasn't like the best guinness i've ever had <laughs> that's so cool scott but i'm talking about england and ireland well you said you didn't <laughs> I, I didn't say you i didn't say uk yeah yeah at any rate <laughs> like that's as close as i got my point being besides the humble brag was to that's as close as i got to anything that was outside of the like what we do here, yeah. I've heard that's really good. What you, but people have done that too. That you just said that's really good. But yeah, I don't know what that is. That the cask thing they do, or whatever it is. I call it a cask, but I'm not even sure. Anyway, uh, Alex number four, or Scott number four. Oh, I'm sorry. 
Scott. Okay. Uh, number four. Uh, but... Did you gotta go, Alex? <laughs> no. Go ahead. All right. My number four, uh, and this ties in with the robots, is the fights. Ah, uh, oh, mine too. We yeah. should have gone at the same time. Yeah, Edgar Wright uh, has it's a very, uh, I, not very fairly unique uh, action shooting style when it comes to these fights. Um, the the way he cuts, uh, the, the frantic action, um, the way stuff just really looks like it's connecting. It's not, it's not like kung fu mastery, but um, you know between. This and some of his other movies, it's it's a lot of fun, um, and here there, there's there's plenty of like gags going on in every fight scene that makes it a lot of fun. And like, yeah. so like you said, Jeff, it's almost two different movies. Like once the fighting kicks in, then it's like every scene is just like some excuse to to have something wacky happen in these fights. Uh, my my favorite being when when Nick Frost dual wields the the bar stools and goes ham. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> that was awesome. fucking rad, but. How they're just constant, constantly like ripping off limbs and using the limbs as weapons. Um, there, there was a funny gag when uh, um, uh, after Rosamund Pike um, realized what's going on, they fight off the twins. And, oh, crumbs! Yeah, she keeps keeps saying crumbs. Uh, but uh, the Stephen character walks over. And he says, oh, nothing will ever come between us again. And then as soon as he says it, a robot come, literally comes between them. Like, the, <laughs> and they have to fight it off again. And she's got, like, with, she's got legs. It's like she's yeah. attached to legs. So like, it's, it's <laughs> fucking bananas. Yeah, it's so good. Uh, but, like, again, just tons of gags. The, when he punches her in the stomach to get his ring back. Uh, just all the, the face smashing with the ceramics. Uh Again, it's it's a cool way to be like hyper violent without actually being that violent, and I enjoyed it. Yeah, because they're like, yeah, even the way the limbs pop up from the robots, they're uh, like action figures. Yeah, remember a lot of my action figures, like the heads and stuff, would have those exact like little nubs at the end. That's a good I way of thinking about the it. Heads back on. So, so you went from a zombie horde to basically cultists to well, it's effectively a zombie horde again. <laughs> But just a different type, type, yeah. Yeah. But I still enjoyed it. That's my number four. Nice. Still there, Jeff? Yeah. Okay, Alex. So your number <laughs> four is the same, or? Uh, yeah. Just every single fight was awesome. From like the very first one in the stall, then turning on the uh, the the hand dryer so it wouldn't be you know so loud for everybody in the crowd. Uh. Whoa. To, yeah, the the realization of the head popping off from the first guy. I love that how in that particular one, they threw one of the robots and it, his midsection went on the sink and the top half and bottom half got separated. Yeah. That was amazing. Yeah, all kinds of stuff like that. The, when they're running away from the the Time and Peg and Rosamund Pike running away. And again, the same thing happens. And the pair of legs sits down in the chair. <laughs> all yep. kinds of those gags. Yeah, and that little one where the 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 wimpy guy with his face hides in the bathroom stall and he even puts occupied on there. <laughs> and then of course when they burst through there, <laughs> he just goes, "Someone's in here." It's <laughs> occupied. <laughs> uh, that's great. Okay, 
Uh, well, my number three is basically the fight scenes as well, or the bathroom one specifically, the when it all starts out. Um, everything you guys already said. Pretty what the fuck's going on fight, but it was pretty cool. And then I did like the bar stool one that you mentioned with Nick Frost. It's my number three. So, Scott, it's your number three. Okay, so my number three was uh, all, all the cuts um, that Edgar Wright puts in. It's mostly the first half of the movie where he's, where he's having a lot of fun with it. Uh, like as Alex mentioned, when he's getting the gang together, how one scene keeps like basically cutting into the next. Um, it's it's very much like uh, like I'm trying to think of something a little more recent. Like Archer does this a lot, uh, where somebody will say something, and then somebody in a completely different scene will, like finish up whatever they're saying uh, to tie it in together with this. Uh, you did a lot in Scott Pilgrim. Uh, but yeah, just just all the cuts, the them pouring the the beers in the first one and the one water. <laughs> um, every time they yeah. pour the, the the beer, it's always really cool. Um, I, again, all of the the, the fight scenes, uh, the way those are all cut together. Uh, he just says he says a really good eye for 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 piecing together these movies and keeping the plot going. Um, so, I, Jeff. Uh, I don't know if this is further on your list, so stop me. But uh, were, you, were you? You said it was two different movies. Were you surprised, or you just kind of like, eh, is that what's going to happen here? Totally surprised. And yes, it's further on my list. Okay, okay. But yeah, I just I like Edgar Wright's editing style. Okay, Alex, number three. Uh, my number three is I like Gary King as a. Uh, character uh not only because he the way he argues is a lot like how i used to and still sometimes do argue (laughs) uh where it's just that i I make it impossible for the other person it's not about winning the argument it's about not letting you win it's not about me being right it's about you know what i'm saying yeah not only that that I see a little bit of myself in the character, but I like his whole character arc and how he changes and grows up, but he's still on the on the quest. He goes right back to like the very beginning, but with a different attitude, like towards the end, which I like. So basically, the only thing he learns is that he doesn't need the alcohol, but otherwise, that's about it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. He's all clean and a little bit more handsome at the end. But yeah, he still wants to go out and, and get loaded and have a good time. And that's what we're going to do. There it is. <laughs> All right. Uh, before we get to my number two, I was just looking at quotes from the movie and I forgot about this one was hilarious. It's Andrew. No, it doesn't. It says King Gay. Gary <laughs> King. Well, some cuts rubbed off the R. <laughs> Steven. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alright, my number two, and this is just, um, I am not a big Edgar Wright fan, uh, like you guys are, but I do like, I mean, obviously I do like some of the stuff, but and just seeing Nick Frost and Simon Pegg together was just fun, especially when they're being, you know, at the beginning of the movie when they're together, but they're being like not buddy-buddy, that wasn't as fun, but when they're just fighting with each other and stuff, uh, Shaun of the Dead style and everything, pot fuss style, I really enjoyed that. 
Um, so yeah, good to have good seeing Frost and Peg together again, just like in Paul. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Scott, number two. Okay, uh, number two is the 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 ending. Uh, not not like when you get to see the the world after, but just how <laughs> they they get the the alien robots to leave. <laughs> where they're just basically belligerent. <laughs> and, that, and that's basically what does yeah. the trick. I love that whole conceit that <laughs> the, the the head robot eventually just says, fuck it, and they leave. <laughs> they keep, he what, keeps, really? Yeah. He keeps, fuck it. <laughs> he keeps trying to, like, like, talk them down, and they just keep being belligerent and tell them to fuck off. And, and then they do. <laughs> and then it basically mm-hmm. ends the world as they know it. I, I thought that was a, a fun uh, way to end it. Yeah, the, the quote just popped up here too. It's pointless arguing with you. You will be left to your own devices. Really? Yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> that 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 one had probably my my favorite my favorite line in the movie where he starts his whole rant with, "There's only one Gary King. Yeah, <laughs> was, Gary the King. world's full of Gary Kings." But you just said, "Yeah, I fucking know what I said." <laughs> <laughs> Number two. Number two is I'm a big fan of Edgar Wright because of just the energy that he puts in those movies, specifically because he has such a good sense of uh, uh, pacing and timing when it comes to his cuts and his edits. There's always something very vibrant. You always know, even if you don't like uh, see the credits or anything, if you get into the middle of a movie, you could tell that it's an Edgar Wright movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I start not liking it, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I just love the the way it's, his movies are always paced, and yep. this one's like no different. Yep. Totally agree. What's funny, I'm reading these quotes and I'm laughing at them, but the movie wasn't this funny, so I don't know. <laughs> Maybe you needed subtitles. <laughs> A- Andrew. Oh my god, Gary, that is robbing Peter to pay Paul. No, I borrowed from Peter to pay you. I still owe Paul. (laughs) (laughs) All right, excuse me. (coughs) My number one is What the Fuck Robots. Um, What the fuck? What the fuck? Uh, I actually have WTF, which is pretty funny. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and this hit me. I haven't been this blindsided by a movie since uh, From Dust Till Dawn, where a movie just went from the suspense, that movie is suspense, thriller, kidnapping, smuggling across the border to, oh my god, there's titties and vampires and snakes, what's going <laughs> oh my. on? Mm-hmm. Oh my. <laughs> to this movie, uh, oh, this guy's just, they're middle-aged crisis, going to bars to relive their youth, and then, what the fuck, they're fighting robots, and the earth's controlled by this the network and all that. I was like, what the hell is going on? That's why I kept expecting it to be an acid trip or something. Yeah. So, so that's my number so, one. So you can see why I didn't, I didn't want to say the crossover list until you'd seen it. Yeah. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. I appreciated it. Yeah. So that's my number one. Did not see this coming. Um, I like the, the vampires, boobs and snakes better than robots, but whatever. Fair enough. 
<laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Scott, number one. Uh, number one is, is Simon Pegg in this movie um, and his character. Um, so yeah, I agree. He's not necessarily supposed to be likable, but he, he definitely puts a lot of energy into this character. Um, he, he has to spit out a lot of the, like these ridiculous lines that go on and on and on. And, uh, like when he's talking about having sex with the twins. Yeah. Uh, and, he, and he does it with, with gusto. Um, but he's also, like, this is definitely the, the most he's had to, like, act out of any of these movies. Um, at least the, the blood and ice cream stuff. Um, and, he, you know, he's you can see he has that, like, underlying vulnerability uh, that it's always just kind of there. And I think he does a great job with it. Um, it's, it's a very kind of standout performance, um, you know, to where he slowly becomes more and more uh, like like a like a, how a normal human being acts, even though he becomes kind of psychotic at the end. Uh, and then just his his rant at the end is great again against the <laughs> the powers that be. Uh, yeah, this is this is definitely his his best performance, and uh, I appreciated it. Uh, his favorite, his best performance was in The Force Awakens when he said, one quarter portion. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's close second. <laughs> All right. Uh, it is. I, it might, as much as I don't like the character, I probably can't argue with you yeah. that it might be his best performance. His third, his third being uh, as a zombie chained to a wall in Land of the Dead. Yeah. yeah. Really? He's in Land of the Dead? Him, him and Edgar Wright have a cameo. They're zombies. Really? Yeah. That's the one with uh, King Koopa. The guy from Hackers? Yeah, King Koopa and Luigi. Is it John Leguizamo in that too? I don't. I don't think I've actually ever seen it. Yes, he was. Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen it either, but I remember that. I saw it in the theater. All right. That's the kind of stuff I watch. Not, mm-hmm. <laughs> not good <laughs> movies like World's End. Yeah. Um, all right, Scott. I mean, Alex, number one. My number one is I like this as an end to the Cordero trilogy. Uh, yeah, it just it just felt like a satisfying conclusion, uh, not only to the movie itself, but to like uh, the the other three, even though they're not really connected. Uh, did Edgar Wright even mean for these movies to be a trilogy, or was he just making movies and then they just kind of happened? Um, I don't know. There's all three of them definitely have, well, one of them is a zombie movie and one of them is about alien robots. So <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's not as much of a stretch to say there's definitely a heightened reality in, in all three of them. Yeah. Um, kind of like a Tarantino uh, type type universe. But uh, yeah, who mm-hmm. knows? Who knows? Uh, yeah, I just, uh, I loved it in, the la- in this last one, you know, once I found out it was the, the Cornetto trilogy, it's like, oh, when are they going to show the ice cream? And they kind of didn't. <laughs> it was just a rapper flying in the wind that got caught in the chain link fence. Yeah. And Nick Frost going, oh, longing for it. It was like, oh, that's nice. It's, it, it was, uh, well, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but it was pretty symbolic. It was like, okay, this, this style of movie, I'm kind of, uh, I still love this style of movie making, but I've grown up. I've learned a lot more, and he's gone on to do like other stuff. Like it, like this trilogy was kind of like a jumping off point of sorts, uh, to uh, uh, like refine his craft. Hmm. At least that's my takeaway from it. All right. 
Yeah, I did notice the rapper and obviously him jumping over the fence and the fence. Falling down. <laughs> yeah, it's always a fence gag. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, all right, that's it. Any honorable mentions? Um, no, but I did have a question. Maybe there's like an extended version. I don't know. But at what point does Frodo, not Frodo, uh, Bilbo, like get replaced? Because I was confused oh, about when that. He goes to the bathroom. Right, like I know, like he the general. Goes to the bathroom on his own. I know the general time frame, but like, no, he goes to the bathroom on his own. He's gone for a while, and then the robot comes out instead of him. But he's like, there's that whole scene in the f- when he's fighting them. So that's still the real him at that point. Eh, not if he's I... trying to blend in. I was gonna say I was confused by it too a little bit because because what happens is is like he's he like he's totally clean too so it couldn't have been him. Anyways, it it doesn't really matter. Yeah, which is which is the pub? I think it's the third one where he just goes off on his own to go to the bathroom. Because yeah, there is a pub that they go to that they don't fight at all. Right. But I'm just saying, like, they're all super dirty and have the ink on them. He's the only one that doesn't. That doesn't make any sense. I have to watch it again to see if he's, like, dirty in that scene or not. Mm. Anyways, again, it's not it's not really that important. But I, I, I knew it was coming. And I still, like, didn't see, like, any obvious switch. Oh, mm, that's pretty obvious to me. He went to the bathroom and then he came back and that was a robot. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, and I keep, like, I keep I keep saying like he doesn't get dirty when he gets in that fight. Then so that doesn't make sense. Anyway, anyway, all right. <laughs> yes, Martin, one comment is Martin Freeman. That guy. Whenever I go back and rewatch movies, he's in stuff that I didn't know who he was until maybe um, Watson. No, was it, was it Watson or <laughs> Sherlock? Sherlock, because he plays Watson. Twist, okay, so, twist. It's actually yeah. about Watson. <laughs> All right, so we go back. I watched the old, the British Office. He's he's in that. You just go. I see him in a bunch of shit, and I was like, oh man. They were back. I was like, oh god damn, Martin Freeman in this shit again. That's my only comment. He just pops up and stuff that I go back and watch. I was like, oh, I didn't know. If it's a British movie, he's in it. I think is what's going on. <laughs> yep, it's possible. All right, let's rate it. Uh, as usual, we rate on a scale of one to seven. One being absolute crap, seven being perfection. I will go first. I will give this a four. I probably will give it a higher vote if I watch it again. But at this point, I was very yeah. It's right in the middle for me. That's all I gotta say about that, Scott. Uh, give us a five. Um, it could potentially be a six, but I just love. Edgar writes other stuff so much more that I don't I don't see how I could kind of put it up there with it, um, but still this is a, a very watchable movie. There's a lot of fun and interesting stuff going on here. So five. All right, Alex. Excuse me. Nah, this is six for me. I think across the board, most of Edgar Wright's movies for me at least, at least the other ones in the Cornado trilogy are sixes, uh, and this one holds up for me with with the other ones. All right. Sounds good. Six, five, four. Our crossover topic this week is fights against robots. Was a robot. Robots. 
And so I don't know how you guys took this. I tried to keep it like man versus robot, but I may have cheated a couple times. But it didn't have to be that. We just had fights against robots. So, mm-hmm. um, I have one question. <laughs> Shoot, are Borg considered? Robots? Yes, almost honorable mention. So yes. <laughs> okay. What? Ooh, yeah. controversy. They're more cyborgs. I'll allow it. For, for, for this list, yeah. That's fine. Well, you don't have to allow it. But if you do allow it, that'll be my number five. And I don't watch much Star Trek, but Star Trek First Contact, the fight with the Borg. I thought it was cool. The line must be drawn, yeah. <laughs> Alright, I don't know well enough to know that quote. <laughs> but I just know Worf shoots them and they, they've adapted. If you were the man, I would kill you where you stand. It says Worf. All right. Star Trek First Contact, the fighting against the Borg. Because I think it's the only time I've ever seen Borg in Star Trek, and I really liked it. So that's my number five. Scott. All right. My number five uh, comes from a mostly a comedy adventure, but uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. <laughs> oh, no way. Station. Station. <laughs> With the evil robots. Get taken out. The evil robot S's, as they keep calling them. Uh, but yeah, Station builds some other pretty clunky looking robots, but they 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 handle the evil robots pretty handily. They don't even fight back. Yeah. Catch you later, <laughs> Bill and Ted. Uh, it's so good. And then they become part of the band. Station. Mm-hmm. The world wasn't ready for Station. No, it wasn't. Nope. By the way, your station—you sound more like Doctor Claw from. I I would I would I would go through the whole <laughs> Doctor Claw line, but my throat would fall out of my body. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right, it's tough to do that voice. Alex, what's your number five? Uh, my number five is the whole the whole almost the whole movie is this, but Terminator One. But at the end, I guess Sarah Connor's kind of finding him. Hmm. With little little stop motion T eight hundred limping around, and then uh, uh, Sarah Connor finally getting him in that uh, big metal hydraulic press <laughs> terminated fucker. Okay, so all right, never mind. We'll talk about it later. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. Yeah. This may be a little higher on my list. I see. All right. Um, all right. Well, on to my number four. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking of, I know there's tons of robot movies. I had a hard time thinking. I did think of a Marvel movie, and that'd be Avengers Two: Age of Ultron. Lots Electric Boogaloo. That was a lot of robots. There's a lot of robots. Lots of robots. Movies not the best. They're kind of cannon, fo- cannon fodder. But the main guy is a robot, and they fight him. I don't even remember how that movie ends. By the way, <laughs> he picks up. It was in a big fight. It was a big CGI yeah. fight. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, they pick up part of the whole Sokovia, or I don't know, one of them places, and he picks it up, and then, ah, whatever. He fights, um, what's his face from Stargate, and then. <laughs> James Spade. He's voiced by yeah. him. I don't know, yeah. but he fights him. <laughs> and same difference. Avengers 2, the, the lesser of the, of the Avengers films, but there's lots mm-hmm. of Rubit fighting, and, and, and Iron Man's half Rubit. It's true. And so is Brody. Or what's his name? Bodie? Brody? What the fuck is his name? Brody? 
War Machine. Bro, bro, well, technically, Brody fought a robot, too. It's just... There, never mind. Brody. I was Wait. making a Jaws joke. Anyway. Oh, I thought you were making a point break joke. I'm like, yeah, you're, you're, yeah. Keanu's acting's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> I am an FBI agent. That's speed. Or is that point break? That's point, anyway. break. That's point break. Yeah, that's point break. Oh. But doesn't he say the exact same thing in speed when he jumps on the bus? No. Oh, oh, I am an LA police, LAPD police. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, Scott, number four. All right, number four. Um, going to the television here. Uh, in in Futurama, I think it was first season. They they have the uh, the tales of interest. <laughs> one of the anthology episodes, and one of them is. Uh, Bender wishes, or maybe it was the Fing Longer episode. I don't remember, but Bender wonders what it would be like if he was like a like a fifty foot tall robot, and uh, he winds oh, up yeah. he winds up fighting Zoidberg, um, and because uh, he's going on this like rampage to kill all humans, uh, Bender is that is, and somehow Zoidberg mutates and becomes equal size, and they just go on this fight, and it's hilarious. Uh, uh, eventually, Zoidberg uh, um, clips off his legs with his claws, and <laughs> as Benderway's dying, <laughs> he says, "I ask you, who's the real fifty-foot monster robot? Me or you?" Is like basically the line, and then he goes. He finally does the the sleep death, and and Fry says, "Good night, sweet prince." It's hilarious. <laughs> Sounds like. Alex, number four. My number four, and this is probably the oddest use of robots in a movie, and it's from Lou Ferrigno's Hercules, where the gods, for whatever reason, have built tiny mechanical toys that turn gigantic, (laughs) and he fights that first robot fly, robot scorpion. I don't know what the hell it was. Hephaestus. Never oh my gosh. I was thinking about it. Vulcan. It's fucking cracking me up. <laughs> yeah, and everything is like this robot mechanical thing. It's like, why? <laughs> uh, go watch it, people. Alright. Um, I won't. Uh, my number three. <laughs> I-, I had to put a Star Wars on here. Unfortunately, all the robot fighting happens, 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 and the prequels. But this one's all right. I have Obi Wan versus General Grievous and his minions or whatever. That was decent. Yeah, Except you for, added the minions, so I'm not going to argue. Yeah, when he fights those, yeah, little whatever, and he drops the thing on him. It's not it's a pretty short fight with the minions, but it's so it's I it's not the, the whole chase. It's not the Gungans versus the the droid. No. <laughs> Yeah, it is Menace Monday. Just another Menace Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so uncivilized. It's okay. The way it starts, you fool. I have been, It's terrible dialogue. I have been trained with my Count Dooku. And he spins his 12 lightsabers, whatever. And then he, the best part is he shoots him with a gun. It's so uncivilized. I like that part. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's my number three. 
Scott, number three. Number three, uh, going from a movie to a TV show to a video game. Uh, so my number three is yeah, the... Every video game ever. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, but this series is kind of based around this. Um, and in particular, one, one of the, the high watermark video games of, of my, my pre-adulthood anyways, uh, Metal Gear Solid, uh, the, the particular Metal Gear in that game, um, the like T-Rex, was it right, Alex? Yes. It's like a T-Rex, basically. The, the fight in and of itself is really nothing that special, neither is the robot, but it just, it was a, a, an excellent kind of capstone on the craziness that is Metal Gear um, before it finally just became <laughs> the just total lunacy uh, in the subsequent games. Um, but yeah, this is this is what the game's all about. This is what you get. This is what you're you're building toward. Uh, and then the payoff is yeah, you fight this giant robot on on foot. <laughs> and in theory, you should never like be able to do anything but your snake. So. You're the ultimate badass. They said <laughs> you should never fight a robot. You shouldn't, but if you have to, be be snake, be Iroquois Plitzkin. Yeah. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, Boston Dynamics or Boston Robotics. Yeah, yeah. You know, first thing I do is attack hockey players, and I'm screwed. There you go. True story. You've seen all those videos, right? They're always attacking them with hockey sticks. <laughs> it's, it's kind of a, they they awaken like the first thing they're going to see is anyone with hot sticks to enemy. All right, Alex, number three. My number three is a classic clash of uh, Titans. In, uh, not really Titans, but uh, adversaries from a long running uh, video game series from some Sonic Two, and the titular last boss. Is uh, Sonic versus Metal Sonic? Oh, that was a tough fight. It took me a long time to get his pattern down before I finally beat Sonic Two. So, in World's End, they explained that that was it Romanian. Oh yeah, Robotnik. Robotnik. Was yeah, a, a check, I thought Didn't it was a Czech word. Doc, was Czech what they said? Czech. Okay, yeah, it was Doctor Slave. Hmm, think about that. But he made robots to be his slaves. See, yeah, that's why he's Doctor Robot, Doctor Slaver. Mm-hmm. Makes more sense than Eggman. <laughs> the fuck is that, Jeebus H? But he makes eggs too. It's like, like switching M Bison and uh, Balrog and Vega in Street Fighter Two. It's like what the fuck? They didn't want to get sued. When it comes to the U.S. and, you know, Western and uh, Japanese naming conventions for the characters. It's like, what? Oh, because Japan, they read from right to left. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> All right, my number two, Alex already said, was Terminator. But if you're allowing me to have robot on robot crime, then it'll be Terminator 2. But if it's just human on robot crime, then it's Terminator 1. Well, I will allow Terminator 2, Jeff. Yeah. That's As really you'll like. see. Okay. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Terminator 2 then. Fine, that's my number 2. It's Terminator 2. The fight between the T-800 and the T-1000. The multiple fights between those two throughout the film. 
It is spectacular. I think mm-hmm. I like the one. It's real and it's spectacular. <laughs> yeah. I don't know which one I like the best. Kind of the first one in the hallway at the mall when they just slam each other up against the walls and the walls are just disintegrating. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, they're all they're all good. So it's pretty brutal when the t- thousands are smashing them with the whatever that thing is in the in the. I think it's just yeah, an I beam just hanging on chains yeah. to be transported yeah. somewhere else, and it's just ugh, ugh. yeah, <laughs> yeah, crunch. <laughs> All right, T2 is my number two. Ah, Scott, Scott, number two. (laughs) Scott, no. (laughs) Uh, Because we're allowing cyborgs, uh, I'm going to go from, uh, go go back to the movies and go with uh, a little movie called Alien. And uh, the other Bilbo (laughs) flips out and tries to murder Scorning Weaver with a magazine. (laughs) <laughs> it's a little awkward uh it's weird but yeah they they have to like fight him off and he's got the milk coming out and a seamless cut between the prosthetic and ian holmes face. <laughs> you would never you'd never know <laughs> yeah you'd never you'd know never know bishop should go yeah man bishop should go <laughs> It is it is cool how much how how well that whole scene sets up Lance Hendrickson's Lance Hendrickson's character, if you care at all, yeah. anyways. Yeah. There you go. Those models have always been twitchy. All right, uh, Alex, number two. My number two is from an animated movie, Castle in the Sky. Uh, if you guys, I know Jeff knows all about this. Yep. It's from Studio Ghibli. And this one robot that the army manages to reactivate and it just wreaks havoc on the entire base, uh, allowing the um, the two kids that are the protagonists, the main characters, escape from captivity. It's a phenomenal scene. Very well animated. It's amazing. All right. Sounds good. I'll take your word for it. Yeah. All right. My number one. Is from The Simpsons when they go to Itchy and Scratchy Land and they have to fight all the killer oh, motherfucker. <laughs> I should have thought of that. Itchy and Scratchy robots. Damn, that's good. Yeah. D- die, robot, die. With the with the witty line like that, I could be an action hero. <laughs> <laughs> They're doing maintenance on them. <laughs> I really wish they wouldn't scream. Yeah. Uh, I watched that one recently on Disney Plus and I was dying. <laughs> We're out of board license plates. <laughs> um, but yeah, itchy and scratchy. <laughs> Attack the Simpsons and the Simpsons fight them with disposable yeah. cameras. There are two free passes. That's yeah, better. Yeah. There's four of us. There's two free passes. All right. Scott, number one. Number one is the T2 steel mill fight. Okay. So it is. It is. Factory. It is robot on robot action, but there's also uh, Sarah Connor in the mix. So yeah, that's true. So non-robot in the fight too. That's true. But it starts with the that uh, often uh, parodied thing of him getting frozen, which which was amazing at the time, and that's basically like the whole catalyst for the 
for that whole sequence. <laughs> we have any Bill Catalyst is we have this new special effects called CGI. We can do like liquids pretty easily. Yeah. Put that in your movie. It was so cool. <laughs> Our guy has made a liquid really metal. Good. Yep. Uh, <laughs> no, it is awesome. When when she, oh man, when she unloads on him with the shotgun. Yeah. That's so cool. It is. The music builds and then click. Click. Anyone see the new movie? No. no. I haven't. I, I accidentally watched the one with Christian Bale. But that was the last one. I've Good seen. for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then, yeah, I didn't, like I didn't see. I definitely didn't see the one with Khaleesi. And I haven't seen the new one. I, saw, I saw that one. I heard the show was good. It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't? No. Cersei plays. It's Cersei. It had, yeah, it, Sarah yeah. Connor. It had uh, River. Mm-hmm. From Serenity. and. Yep. Yeah. All right, Alex, number one. T2. Oh, okay. Enough said. All right. I had two crossovers, which was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, that's, that's pretty good, yeah. Fighting, <laughs> fighting mousers, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, the foot soldiers were all robots, too, right? Depending yeah, on which yeah. version. Yeah, the cartoon. Yeah. And then uh, Westworld. I'm fighting some robots. All right. Any gifts from you guys? Uh, <laughs> Sounds like no. Yeah, that covers it. All right. Mm-hmm. It's time for Alex Knows Sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball? Well, it looks like Jeopardy leaked uh, a tournament winner. Uh-oh. A little bit ahead of schedule, which uh, uh, prompted a little betting frenzy. Oh, my. Yeah, I guess because they had to pre-record uh, some stuff, they uh, inadvertently announced the winner of the GOAT tournament. So... At that point, wouldn't Vegas just be where you just come get your money back? Mm. Or whatever well, book you... Las Vegas. Well, you could bet on stuff that's been pre-recorded. That's what I'm saying, like, once it was out there. But yeah... But even if it wasn't out there, mm, that's, that's recorded That is a good question. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, my, name, like... my name is Talix... Quebec. I would like to make a bet. <laughs> the J is mine. Alright, is that it? I guess it's time for DM News. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was, yeah. Okay, so we're coming off a break here. Bit of a break. Uh, I've mm-hmm. seen quite a few things. Um, but for now, just to distill it down to three different ones. And I'll, I'll probably mention the other ones in future podcasts. But uh, I will start with a, a thing that I watched, started watching um, the Friday before last. Uh, and then I saw one episode and was like, okay, I'll check this out later. And then wound up just waking up the next day with a massive headache. And I was like, well, <laughs> I guess I'm just going to sit on my couch and not move. And because of that, I watched all of The Witcher. Um, hey, Witcher. On Netflix. <laughs> nice. Uh, so I did he, have, did he have a CGI mustache? He did not. Uh, he's pretty yoked. Uh, spoilers: there is no Superman ass. 
there's Aww. there's all kinds of uh, there's not even any neck either. It's disappointing. Uh, there's <laughs> there's there's all kinds of TNA in the show though. Lots of sex, lots of gore. That was definitely a hard R. Um, I enjoyed this. I can't say it was good. <laughs> it, it was definitely kind of schlocky, but hey, it was right up my alley. It was uh, again just gritty fantasy. It felt more like like a like a sword and sandals or sword and sorcery than than, than normal. Well, I guess well, normal fantasy is sword and sorcery, but um, it almost had like a like a Conan kind of feel to it. Uh, most of the budget went to like the sword fight in the first episode. <laughs> uh, oh. but yeah, again, it, it was pretty mindless, but, uh, there was enough stuff going on that, you know, it's, is in my wheelhouse that I was able to get through it. So yeah, I, was, I kind of grudgingly recommend your it. average, like, uh, Hercules or Xena episode. Like I said, there's lots of TNA. So yes. Oh, okay. There it is. Uh, yeah, it, it was. Yeah, again, <laughs> I, I can't say it was good. Um, it's only an episode, so you don't have to hate watch it. Like I don't know, like Gotham. <laughs> you take with, that back with no TNA. Yeah. So, so that was a thing that I watched. Did, did either of you catch an episode of that? No, not yet. Yeah, so this. Yeah, same. Yeah, so this I guess is based on the books, and then they took liberties with that, not the video games. I have not played the video games or read the books, so I was just kind of going mostly fresh. Uh, so, yep. Yeah, again, if you're looking to, to kill kill uh, an episode of something, you can do worse, I guess. <laughs> um, do you finish Mandalorian yet? Nope. Need to need to finish it. Jeebus H. We're half an hour long. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> I on Netflix again uh, there was a movie that came out last year called I'm not sure if it's called The Torture Report or just The Report because um, the, the middle word is like redacted uh, is that with uh, Kylo Ren? it is with Kylo Ren so it's uh, <laughs> the answer is Adam Driver yes it stars stars him uh, so this was a basically about the enhanced interrogation techniques that that were employed by the CIA um, after 9/11, and the the resulting kind of blowback. Um, it, the overall story is like kind of mundane, so they did a really good job of like making it interesting. But basically, what it boils down to was this guy on like a Senate subcommittee, or was working for a Senate subcommittee, put together this like 7,000 page report. Like this, <laughs> this super unwieldy. Like basically, like him and two other people like locked themselves in a basement for like five years, and they they whipped out this this report, and uh, the basically was un- unsure whether it would ever see the light of day, but it eventually does. And, uh, um, yeah, and then it, it, again, it goes over stuff. Whether you know wherever you come out on this stuff, it is interesting to see the process and the dramatization. So, and Kylo Ren's good. He's a good actor. Uh, hmm. So yeah, I, I recommend it enjoyed it um and then finally because i was really bored uh i watched detective pikachu have you seen it alex yeah yeah a few times so it was it was all right it was cute 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't really have much to say about it. It was uh, not too... I know there's... Go ahead. Uh, there's a lot of people who are like, I don't know, I don't understand what the hell was going on. But I will say, the plot made more sense than like pretty much your average episode of Pokemon, <laughs> the cartoon <laughs> show, so... Barely. Yeah. Uh, so I, I I did enjoy that they 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 put together this whole world where the Pokemon are just everywhere and ubiquitous, and uh, so that that was kind of interesting. Uh, the the plotting was was it's a little cutesy at point with like the reporter girl and all that stuff, but uh, yeah, well, it's for kids. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it is. It is for kids. Uh, that's. That's not an excuse to make a bad movie, but this was, was decent. Yeah, it was it was a solid like middle of the road flick, so I'll give him credit for that. Mm-hmm. It's 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 still up, this, upper echelon of video game movies. Hmm? Yeah, well, it would have pushed this over the edge, which if they actually went with Danny DeVito as the voice of Detective Pikachu, <laughs> they should have done that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Danny DeVito be that kid's dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would have been funny. Holy shit. Uh, it, it is watching this, though. It did leave me with lots of questions. Like, the, the, well, the typical Pokemon questions of, are there are there other animals anywhere? So, like, where do they get meat? Is everybody a vegetarian? Like, uh, no, there are do they eat Pokemon? normal animals, but I assume that there are a few Pokemon that they do eat. Not Magikarp, though. Those guys are useless. <laughs> So they live in this big city. Are there just like radicates everywhere? Like I don't. <laughs> yes. Radicates. Like... Yes. The answer is yes. Yeah. So do <laughs> so they just get murdered constantly because people don't want rat <laughs> like <laughs> lots of questions. Well, they probably have rats, but they also have radicates. I see. I see. I see. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so I, yeah, again, I, I. You following, Jeff? Yeah. One hundred percent. So if you got. <laughs> If you got kids, it's 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 fine. It's cute. Uh, yeah, this is all right. Um, so yeah, that was just three of the things, the many things that I watched uh, over the break. Uh, go into it more later, um, Alex. Anything you wanted to talk about? Yeah, speaking of kids, I went to see two movies with my boys over the break. Uh, we went to see Jumanji: The Next Level, which the first one really surprised me at how like funny and entertaining it was the second one was yeah it was okay it was a little bit slower because you know they had that danny glover and danny devito in the movie but as their game avatars you know the rock and uh what's his face uh little dude i can't think of his name right kevin now. hart yeah thank you kevin hart they they had to act like those counterparts which is like really slow old men so the movie's kind of, you know, a little bit slower than I would like for the for an adventure movie like this, but overall, it was fine. And we also saw the animated movie from Dream, DreamWorks Spies in the Skies, and that one did surprise me cuz I was from the trailers, I was expecting anything from this movie, but it was pretty entertaining. It had some good jokes and great animation. It yeah, the trailer did not do anything for it. So. Yeah. No. Uh, Will Smith was in it. Yeah, I know. But as a cartoon character, it actually makes sense. 
Will Smith, real person, eh, as a cartoon character, being the exact same person, well, you know, it's believable. <laughs> okay. That's it. All right. Yeah. All right, Jeff, anything you wanted to go over? Um, I saw Bombshell okay. in the movie theater. Oh. Going back to the... It's all right. back to the... Ripped from the headlines. Yeah, which I knew nothing about. I don't pay attention to the news at all, let alone Fox News. So I didn't know anything about it. Yeah. But I will say uh, Shalice Theron was awesome. You, you couldn't even tell it was her. It looked like the other girl, her voice and everything. Megan, and is, she, then, is she the one playing Megan? Girl from the bus? Is she the one playing Megan Kelly? Yeah. Okay. And then Nicole Kidman plays one of the other news anchors. And then Margot Robbie plays another, like a younger up-and-coming news anchor. So, yeah. I mean, it wasn't a tough movie to watch with those three in it. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> uh, but it was it was interesting. Fox, I, Fox know, News does love, have, does love their blondes. Yes. I think every news station loves it. I would just tell Laura's that they all look yeah. exactly the same. Well, for, like, it's mm-hmm. it's really bad at Fox, though. <laughs> no, it is. Yeah. Fox is the worst. But even, even if you go to MSNBC or CNN, they all seem... Yeah, really yeah they're all waspy. Yeah. Um, and it had John Lithgow all um, fattened up. It looked like, uh, didn't he play, oh, Jesus. He did not play English Jesus. English Prime Minister. No, English Prime Minister in World War Two. Churchill? Yeah, didn't he play Churchill in? Yes, he did play Churchill. I forget which one he did. Uh, yeah, it was pretty much like the same yeah. makeup. Um, anyway, I, I would recommend it. Watch it. And, uh. That's about it. I haven't come back to watch Star Wars again. Um, I will. The more I think about it, the more I, I like it less. The more I dislike it. That's how, yeah, that's how Star Wars movies work nowadays. <laughs> yeah. It's like the movie itself is fine, but when you just think of what it does to the other movies and how this third trilogy was just You just, you just gotta have... Crap. There's gotta be a... Uh, what's the name of the little dude again? A Babu Frick? Yeah, there's got to be like a Babu Frick cut. That's just like... <laughs> yeah, seriously. It's just like him. Oh, <laughs> What are you doing there, Babu Frick? <laughs> oh, awesome. Uh, yeah, but that's it. Did I say I finished the Jedi Fallen Order game? I don't think you did. Don't know why I'm talking like Cliff from Cheers here, hey. too. Hey, uh, yeah, it's a little about finished it beat the the main st- the main story now it's you go back and it's this game kind of sucks because the whole time you're 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 an old you're a a jedi who barely escapes uh the purge of course there's you know there's more than one escape throughout the star wars canon because you gotta make stories yeah i know and uh he for- pretty much forgets how to use the force and something happens and he's kind of relearning how to use it so the whole time throughout the game you get a new skill, right? You get a jump, and you get the force push, and you get a force pull, and all the different, you know, who's a watch's force giving me stuff. Just as a story element, I hate that already without even playing the game, but yeah. hopefully I can overlook it. And the way that you, you, I could say the flashbacks and how you, something will trigger, trigger in your mind as you do something, it's kind of cool. I like the way they did it, but it means at the end of the game, you have all your cool powers... And then, like, if you want to replay the game, it's like you don't have them anymore. And it's just so frustrating to go back. I'm like, I don't want to play this game. <laughs> you know, force jump or whatever. There's, so. there's no like new game oh, plus. Jedi jump. 
Yeah. There's what, Scott? Like a new game plus where you get to keep all that crap? I don't know. Like I said, you can keep playing. Like, and just go get, you know, map, complete this map and get this tre- all the loot, the treasure boxes and stuff. But that gets boring pretty quick. So I've been going back and just, like, force pushing stormtroopers off the ledge. And then that gets, <laughs> that gets old really quick. So that's my only negative about it. There's not much replayability in it for me. But otherwise, it you was You didn't fun. want to collect all the ponchos? <laughs> no, it's not. That's the thing. You'll go to poncho or a different hilt for your lightsaber. It's like, eh. Yeah. But, um. The one thing that's cool about this game, I don't know if I mentioned, I could basically build the lightsaber that I built at on Batu in Star Wars Galaxies at Disneyland. You can they, they, the way they have the parts, they pretty much match the whole lightsaber building experience at Disneyland. Yeah, that's cool. And it's even the same thing. The, I forgot the name of the one, Valor and Bravery or whatever. But anyway, you can do that stuff, which is kind of cool, I guess. But cool. But that's it. So, uh, okay. thanks for listening, everybody. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.